You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Oh, hey, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast, and it is time to talk about my favorite topic again this week. This is our third part of our recruitment series that I have been doing here on the Women Inspiring Women podcast, and today... I think you're really going to like this episode because we're going to talk about what has shifted in building your team over the past couple of years. Now, I know that this is a hot topic because many of you that follow me are leaders in the industry or aspiring leaders in the industry. And you may, you may have hit a little bit of a roadblock in your recruitment efforts. Maybe you built a team at one point in your direct sales company and you're finding that maybe you took your foot off the gas, you hit cruise control, you were enjoying the success of what you had built. And then over time, attrition happened and leaders began to take a step back. People really took their foot off the gas and you're finding yourself in a position where you need to bring in some new life to your organization. Now, that's not always a bad thing. And a lot of times we think of that as a bad thing. I have to rebuild my organization. And I want to just, I want to clear the air and say, that's not actually, there's nothing wrong with you. Now, there is always some things we can do to prevent attrition from happening all at once, but it does happen. It's actually very normal part of business ownership. You have this, you have this sort of like wave of new leadership, of up and coming leaders, people that step into leadership roles. And then you have people that get like that seven year itch and they want to do something different. They want to try a new business. They get bored. They get burned out. They, you know, that seven year itch is like, I just want to redefine myself. And so people leave. They move on to other business ventures. They switch network marketing companies. They step out of the industry altogether. And sometimes we, and I I should say more often than not, we really do take that personal as uplines. We really look at that and say, oh my gosh, what am I doing wrong? Am I leading my people wrong? Did I cause them to, to leave? What could I have done differently? And we really put that ownership in our court when in reality, There's probably more than one factor. It's not one specific thing that's really causing, you know, leaders to take a step back. Some of it just is natural life. So the one thing I practice, I preach, I teach through any of the the courses that I offer is that you really do have to work on a healthy pipeline. And in leadership, especially, you have a leadership pipeline. And that leadership pipeline is really going out there and enrolling new team members to your team. It is always having new people coming in, new people that are getting their getting their feet underneath of them. They're in that first 90 days. You have people that are working towards leadership. You have new leaders and you have seasoned leaders. And so you always have people in different stages of the pipeline. But if any point in time, if you have taken your foot off the gas, meaning 
You didn't recruit for a period of six months to a year to two years. If you had no new life coming into your organization, but you had an organization that was producing, but they all of a sudden, maybe life happened to them. They got the seven-year itch. They decided to take a step back. They wanted to change and do something different. You're beginning to feel that impact. And it wasn't all of a sudden. It wasn't a significant shift, but it was a slow leak of your income, a slow leak of your volume. And so that really now maybe all of a sudden you're feeling that effect. And so now you're saying, I need to step back into the ring and I have got to, and then we say, rebuild our organization. When yes, we are essentially, if you've taken a long period of time where you haven't been building your organization, you are rebuilding and you are really dealing with those people that are leaving. And so there is a little bit of that hustle. There is a little bit of sometimes desperation because you've all of a sudden noticed a big shift in your income. But I want you to know that it happens to everybody. And one of the things that is easy to do, but also easy not to do is to develop a consistent cadence in your business and a consistent cadence with your recruiting efforts. You should, on average, be bringing in at minimum one to three new excited team members a month that want to work the business. That That's keeping the lights on. That's investing in future leadership in your organization. You don't have to be a recruiter that's bringing in 20 to 30 team members a month. You can if that's your your goal and your strategy. But if you have this consistent cadence of new energy month after month after month, and if you implement the strategies and teachings that I teach inside of the Rockstar Recruitment course, you're always going to have a funnel and you're always going to have new, excited, interested people that will be coming up in the organization that can really take over, replace Anybody that has decided to take a shift or step back in the business. So what we're going to talk about today is obviously what's changed in recruitment over the past couple of years, because there is a lot of things that have no doubt changed in the last couple of years. So we're going to dive in and talk about that. But I want you to know that if you are a leader that is really having a hard time figuring out how to recruit in 2023, you're not alone. Whether you're new or you've been around for a long time, like there's some things that are changing and, and we really need to talk about that today. So we're going to talk about that. So I hope you're excited for it. I am too. Before we dive into that, I just want you to know that I announced on social media on the 5th of September that the Rockstar Recruitment Blitz is officially open for enrollment, not the course, the Blitz. The Blitz is an event I ran in the spring. And hands down, my most requested favorite event, we had over 2,000 direct sellers across different network marketing companies come into that event and get training from key leaders across different industries. And those leaders all are women that I've either worked with or networked with or have been in one of my masterminds or the course. And they shared their best practices. So we're bringing it back because it was such a huge hit. We're going to do it again. And the Rockstar Recruitment Blitz is happening on September 12th and 13th. So at the time this podcast is airing, we're one week away. It's an $8 investment, which is super doable. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes. That $8 investment gives you access to the accountability or the online Facebook group 
a workbook, speakers, recordings in case you can't be on live, and any little freebies that we do inside of there as well. So this Blitz is really for anyone who wants to build a team, who wants is either beginning to build a team or is renovating their team or is really wanting to step it up in the team building area. We are going to focus on how to find and attract your ideal team member. You're going to hear from industry leaders. You are going to have assignments to do. So it's not just a training. It is really training and application. So we're going to ask you to do things inside of this blitz. So we're going to get it all out there, get it rolling. We're very, very excited about it. So this was an amazing hit last time. We would love for you to join. So click the link in the show notes, invite your team. It's a great way, especially if you want to create a culture of recruiting in your downline. If you want, if your team is in active and you need to create some new excitement, this is a great place to do it. I always find that the speed of the leader is always the speed of the pack. You want your downline to duplicate, you have to be the one leading the way. All right. With that being said, let's dive into today's episode. What has changed when it comes to recruitment over the past few years? So I just want to set the stage for you as sort of what has shifted and changed in my career and how I've adapted to that as well. When I first started in network marketing, it was 2011. And really at that time, Facebook was just really being a platform that people were using to sell their products, services, or experiences. We were still in the days of we gather around kitchen tables, we meet at a local Panera, and that's where we do opportunity events. We host in-home parties. I can't tell you how many jewelry parties or pampered chef parties that I have been to, you know, in my early young adult life. And that was really how network marketing was done. It was belly to belly. It was around a kitchen table. And when I came into the industry, it was also about the time where people were beginning to explore doing more Facebook groups and posting on Facebook to really get the message out there that they had a business opportunity. And so I remember when I first started that there was this group of leaders within my company that were really digging in their heels. And they kept saying, we're not changing. This is how we do the business. We get together in person. This is how we build. And I was coming in during this time and I was running in-person events and we called them shake and shares. And so we would have people over, we would share the products, we would share the workouts, we would do different recipes, we would sign people up with either workouts or with the business opportunity. And then we would also host these things called fit clubs. And I would run these fit clubs where we would exercise together and then we would share the opportunity or we would share the um, the groups, right? The fitness side of things. And so I was running these events, but I was also simultaneously beginning to develop a presence on my Facebook. And I started to realize that the four hours I was spending out of the house doing these live in-person events, I was maybe getting a handful of customers to sign up, maybe two, you know, at an event. But online, I could spend four or five hours online and I could sign up five new customers during that time. And so after a while, I started to realize that the return on my investment, I was growing on social media so much faster. And because of my 
consistency, my discipline. I was showing up. I was connecting with people. I was really using the platform to make new friendships and build relationships. I found that, sure, I can keep the in-person part of my business, but maybe I won't say yes to as many. I'll do one a week or one a month, and I'll really shift to online marketing. And again, a lot of these older leaders refuse to change. They refuse to, you know, go with the times and their businesses really struggled. And they also started to think that we younger people were doing something wrong, right? Like, what are you doing? You must be scamming the system. And I was obviously an open book and I would share and I began to start to train the company in the ways that I was building my online business how I was crafting a marketing plan, how I was executing a plan, how I was posting on social media. And obviously my business took off. I rose to the number one in the company in under three years. I held that number one spot for four consecutive years in the row. And then I was in the top 10 of the company, meaning my my downline was doubling year after year for eight years, we stayed up in that top spot, the the top 10. And so I've grown a massive, massive business online, almost entirely online. Yes, I will still do some in-person events, but what I find is that there's so much power in online marketing. But over the last 12 years, there's been a very large shift. It went from we were new and groundbreaking in online marketing space. So we had sort of like this blue ocean of, you know, nobody else is playing in this space. And then all of a sudden, other companies started to come in. And we sort of had this rise of I need to niche down. I can't just talk about randomness, but I need to talk about four things. And it used to be like faith, family, fitness, fun. And you just rotated through those four things. And it didn't matter what you talked about with your faith or what you talked about with your family. You just talked about four different areas. And it still really worked. Like it worked really well. And then we went through this phase on social media as Instagram really rose to where nobody wanted to talk to you. They just, you filled out a form, you completed an application, you clicked a link, people just wanted to buy. And there really wasn't a need for a lot of human human connection. So what was happening is you had a lot of people that were having massive success by dropping links and people were just purchasing and you really could talk about yourself. People wanted to know about your life and your lifestyle. It became very much like your lifestyle account. And then you just sold your business opportunity or your product. And that worked great. And I believe that a lot of you listening to this podcast episode, you came in during this time where you could just drop some links, talk about yourself, your personal brand, your life, what you're doing, and people would want to buy from you. And now here we are in 2023 and everything has massively shifted. Now we're really looking at a time where people, when they look at your Instagram account, they actually go, what will you do for me? People want to come to an account and they want to binge your content because you're doing something for them. It might be that you're teaching them fashion. It might be that you're teaching them gardening. It might be teaching them how to have a stronger faith, how to pray. It might be teaching them recipes. It could be teaching them makeup tutorials. But there is now this really specific focus on Facebook. Well, more Instagram, I say, than even Facebook is what are you? going to do for me, 
That's what your followers are thinking. And it's no more about a personal brand unless you have 100,000 followers or more. Once you've established that credibility, sure, you can go talk about anything. But right now in 2023, it really is about one thing. What is it that you serve for me? Why should I follow you? And so what's happening is that's shifting the way that people purchase. People want to know why they should follow your account. How are you going to add value in their life? And so when I look at network marketing, And influencers, it's very, very different. And I want to make sure that I stress the difference between the two because right now I'm seeing direct sellers are really struggling because they want to act like influencers, but they're direct sellers. And they want to speak about faith, family, fitness, and fun or multiple things, and they need to actually niche it down. And then you add in rockstar recruitment and team building, and then it's just blowing up the whole thing and people are getting overwhelmed. And so maybe that's where you're feeling right now is maybe you've just done nothing because you literally feel like you don't know where to start. So let's talk this out. So what has changed? You're still you. And you've always had to add value in some way, but we as direct sellers, we have two things that we offer, and this is key. We offer a product that we can help resolve a problem with. We also offer a service or a business opportunity that people can be a part of. We, if you are the type of person that wants to take advantage of all the compensation plan that has to offer, you're obviously talking about product and you're talking about the business opportunity. You're not talking about them at exactly the same time, but you are talking about them, which is why the direct sales done right planner, when we actually train you on that planner, if you were to buy that, it's shop.chicinfluencer.com. We have training videos that go along with it. But if you look at the if you look at the actual training part and where we do that monthly calendar layout, you are looking at your business and you are beginning to say, all right, when am I running an event, hosting a party, doing a free group? When am I advertising for my services with my products? We have to put a due date on there. I will have my customer sales out of the way by the 15th of the month. And then you would also simultaneously say, when am I going to present the business opportunity? What days, what weeks am I going to be heavily recruiting to fill spots in my team? That has never changed. I still teach marketing strategy to people. I believe that if you try to talk about them both at the same time, And what I mean by that is if I'm talking about my matcha and I want you to buy my matcha and I want you to do this online event where I teach you how to make the perfect matcha and the benefits of it. And then I'm also talking about this business opportunity you can join. And if I'm heavily pushing both of those at the same time, there's a good chance I'm going to confuse my audience and they are going to check out because if they don't know very clearly what I want them to do, they will do nothing. And so I believe that some of you are confusing people or you're just defaulting. You're only ever talking about the product because that's what you feel comfortable talking about. So we have to talk about the business. If you want to build a business, you have to talk about the business. So the first thing is creating your marketing plan every single month. And it's kind of a good time to do that because it's the 5th of September. So we should be getting that out there to the world right now. Now, the second thing is how we talk about the opportunity. Now. 
I believe that when it comes to the opportunity, things that have worked in the past are doing these three-day events where for three days in a Facebook group, you post about the business opportunity. You have different featured speakers that come in and share about the opportunity. And what happens is you would invite people that wanted to learn more about the opportunity in there and people would sign up during that time. The second thing that's very popular is hosting business opportunity events where you would spend an hour on a webinar and you would present the opportunity. You would share the features and the benefits and what the business is all about and people would sign up from those events. What I'm finding is that in 2023, I'm finding that the attention span's a little bit shorter. We don't have a lot of free time. People don't want to get on a Zoom webinar and listen to a presentation. People want to consume more smaller, bite-sized bits of information. So one of the things that I am about ready to update inside of the Rockstar Recruitment course is actually some of that information. I truly believe that having a five to six minute video that explains your story, that shares the business opportunity, that also allows people to imagine how their life would be different if they were to say yes to this opportunity. I believe that things like that are super important in 2023 to have. It can be a very simple video that you do on your phone that you have saved that you can share to other people. I also believe that having a downloadable, a PDF that walks people through the business opportunity is another really great tool and resource that people can have. And what I mean by that is when you create just a downloadable PDF that basically says like, here is what the company is, here is who I am. And you can, what I love most about Canva PDFs is you can embed clickable links. So people open it up on their computer. They can watch videos that are linked right inside of a PDF. So you can have short videos that are two to three minutes that explain the company or explain your story. And then you can talk about like, how do we get paid? And you can read customer testimonials and success stories. Sometimes people just want a PDF that they can read on their own, or they want a short video that they can read on their own or watch on their own. They don't necessarily want to get on an hour-long presentation. If you are still wanting to do webinars, because I do think they are still effective, I do believe that we need to cut down the length of time that we are presenting. It's now more of a 30-minute presentation than an hour-long presentation. It is also really story-based. People want to know, is it possible for me? And is she like me? And Does she have the tools that are going to help me get from where I am today to where I want to go tomorrow? So people are always asking, you know, is she like me? Does she understand me? Has she walked through what I've been through? Does she have a system that can help me? And so our job is to really prove that through any sharing tool that we send out. The third thing is I'm sure that all of your companies have an opportunity video that they have created, and that's another great tool to actually share with other people. After somebody's watched a video, set up a discovery call. Get on the phone with them. Say, hey, do you want to just ask me some questions? We can spend the next 15 to 20 minutes and you can literally ask me anything that you want to know about the business. So again, going back to more of a human connection, people no longer want to just 
sign up on your website unless you are somebody that has hundreds and thousands of followers and you are really a brand that people just already know, like, and trust. If you are like, you know, normal people who are starting a direct sales business, you are going to have to have these sharing tools in your back pocket. It is just essential and important, especially if people don't know you as somebody who can help them build a business. Now, my next tip for you is people need to know you can help them build a business. So often I read these Instagram profiles that are super cryptic or it's only speaking about the the product. So a lot of times I'll see people that are makeup artists and they work for, you know, they have a makeup MLM and they do all of these beautiful testimony or transformations before and after daytime looks to nighttime looks, you know, and so they're, they're great wealths of knowledge and information and people know them and buy their products. But do people know you can also help them build a beauty business as well? And more often than not, the answer is no. I look at your stories and it's your life. It's your makeup. But it's not, here's how I help other people build a makeup business too. Or here's how I can help you build a business too. Or here are posts and, you know, that talk about the culture and the team that I'm building around my passion for makeup. Did you know you can create an incoming doing something and sharing something that you love? And so a lot of times we just take it for granted that people know they can build a business with the products. And we have to be really forthright in actually saying you can, and I am the mentor for you. So I'd like to just pause there for a moment and say, is that something you're doing? Do people actually know that they can build a business with you? That you know your products go deeper than just the product experience? So I want you to begin to think about, okay, Um, where am I potentially leaving the stone unturned? Are you running one hour webinars every single month and nobody's showing up? Are you doing sneak peeks and signing up zero people for the past four or five months? Are you posting on social media about the opportunity and nobody is enrolling? It could be because you're doing some of these outdated strategies and you need to update them and bring them into 2023. And so I really have to challenge you to say, all right, if it's not working, let's make some tweaks and adjustments. So your assignment is number one, to look at your recruiting efforts. Are you talking about too many things at the same time? Do you have a clear marketing plan? How long has it been since you signed up your last team member? And when you look at that number, actually ask yourself, like, did, did when was the last time like I really tried? I really gave it a hundred percent effort and intensity and I played full out. I would venture to say a lot of you are going to say it's been a little while since I've really actually doubled down on my recruitment. Then what strategies do we need to update? Do we need an updated video? Do we need to create a PDF? Do we need to be more intentional about the stories that we're telling and how we can help other people? And when we're niching down, especially when it comes to talking about the opportunity on social media, do you know who you're talking to? Do you know what type of person you want on your team? Because if you don't know your ideal team member and who you want to work with, that can also be causing you a lot of frustration because you might not be getting anybody because you're actually speaking to no one. So you guys, today in 2023, small bite-sized pieces, 
People want to build a relationship. Sure, they'll fill out your application for your team, but we have got to get on the phone. We've got to send voice messages. We've got to talk to people. People need to see that it is possible for them too. And it also, this is like a bonus tip, sharing your downline success stories on your social media is super helpful. When people see that it didn't just work for you, but that you also helped other people do it too, the light bulbs really do go off and things really start to happen. So I want you to consider those things as well as you are going through this process. All right, my friends, I hope that this was super helpful and that you got a lot out of today's podcast episode. There are lots of things that are changing and even more that I'm going to be sharing inside of the Rockstar Recruitment Blitz. And when the course is officially live, you will get that information as well. But where do you feel like you need to give your recruiting efforts a facelift? Are you stuck in 2017? Is it time to bring it into 2023? If this really spoke to you guys, and if you love today's podcast episode, I just want you to take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram at Melanie Mitro. Let me know what your top takeaway was. And don't forget to go sign up for the Blitz. As always, I love serving you great content about how to build your teams and how to be a strong and confident recruiter. I'm so excited that you're here and I can't wait to see you back here next week for another episode. All right, take care, friends.